0: I like to see that, you know, when they chase the offering buckets out. That's, that's good. That's good. Well, how many of you have had an opportunity to hear uh, Reverend Holman before? Okay, quite a few of you. For those that have not been, um, he is very popular here So as, as a guest speaker. His messages are always memorable. And so we're in for a real treat this morning. Let's give Jim, uh, Reverend Jim, a uh, welcome this morning as he comes to minister.
1: Come on and say, praise the Lord, somebody. Now say it like you really mean it. but well, I said, praise the Lord, everybody. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. God is a good God. We thank God for being with you this morning. Thank God for Pastor Cox and his wife. Amen. Uh, my friends. Folks get angry at me when I speak the truth. And, um. There are two words that I don't say lightly um, because I know the value of them. One is friend and the other is love. And as I said, there's a thing called love and there's a thing called being in love. And most people are in love. But as the songs say, Falling in love is such an easy thing to do that there's no guarantee that the one you love is going to love you. But it's just a feeling. Love is a decision. And So I said before, when folks really love you, you can get naked before them and nothing change. And the reason you just don't get naked before a lot of folks, because you know or you don't know if they really love you. And this is why there are so many secrets, so many things hidden. Things men can I preach? Men hide from wives and wives hide from men. Because they're not really sure that they are loved, because love says in first Corinthians chapter thirteen, it hopeth all things, it batheth all things, it endureth all things it does not vaunt itself. am I in the right place years ago, I was with a lady and um she she left me I don't know how to sugarcoat I wish I had took a course in preaching but um and I was hurt. And then she came back. And I was curious why she came back. And she said, well, I realized that um, I was in love with you. And I should have been happy, but I was disappointed. Because, see, she didn't come back for me, my feelings. She came back for her own. Hello making any sense i was the one weeping and crying when she left but that didn't stop her it was it's gonna get hot in here it was only till she left and start to feel something here that made her come back and so i should have been glad to see her but i was like what do you want me to say you didn't come back for me. You come back for yourself. When the Bible plainly says, love seeketh it not its own. It does not bond itself. It's not looking. Love does not look for love. It looks for a place to give love. Am I in the right church? And that's why you have so much division because people are looking for love. But I can guarantee you, if you're looking to give love, you won't have to leave. It's going to get hot in here. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, now, do you really love me? Because it hopeth all things, it beareth all things, and then it doeth all things. Even when you blow it, it's still there. It's not one of these, well, how could you do that? And I, I can't take that, and I'm through with you. Uh oh. It's gonna get hot in here. Look at him, and say, if you if you ever quit, I know you didn't love me.
2: Because
1: <laughs> it endureth all things, it hopeth all things, and it beareth all things. So it's good not only to be in love but you need to know how to love. My God said with, he did not say, and, he said, and God so loved the world. He did not say God was in love with the world, but he said God so loved the world that he gave. See, when you love, you give. When you're in love, you're looking to take. So you can tell when it's about being in love because they're always trying to get something. But when it's love, they're always trying to give something even though they're not getting nothing in return. Uh-oh. Because his own rejected him, and they turned their backs on him, but he yet stayed up there and suffered the pain. Can I take my time? So the next time you you young girls and young boys, somebody says, I'm in love with you, you say, that don't mean nothing. <laughs> you, you, you heard the song from the beginning. Falling in love is such an easy thing to do. That there's no guarantee that the one you love is going to love you. See, you just fall in love. Didn't take no effort. <laughs> How many of y'all found yourself in love and didn't know it? It just, it just happened. So why should I give you praise? You just fell. Come on, you big dummy. <laughs> I just happened to be the one to cut you. Oh, Oh, it's going to get hot in here today. Look, I'm say, did you catch me? It's getting quiet on me, but I'm going to get to the point. Is that all right? I want you to get your Bibles. God is in the blessing business, and there's a lot going on right now. But God don't change. We change. I want you to look in James 2.14. James 2.14. What doeth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith, and has not the works, can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and in destitute of daily food, and one of you says unto them, Depart in peace, be ye one and filled. notwithstanding ye give him not the things which are needful, To the body, what doth it profit? Even so, faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man say, thou hast faith. I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. You can talk about how much you love me if you want to, but you better put some action behind it. Your love is dead. Uh oh. All that talking about love, 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 and there's no action behind it. And you wonder why it's not affecting me because it's dead. Because God said, With love, I have drawn thee with. He says, Yea, yea, man, say thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God. Thou doest well. The devil also believe and tremble. I've entitled this message. Even the devil tremble, but gets nothing done. Scripture says it like this. I say faith without works is dead. In the book of Hebrews, in the first chapter, speaks about now we walk by faith and not by fight. Now faith is the substance of things, hoped and the evidence of things not seen. We walk by faith. We're living in a time now that when we look at the economy and everything is being shooken. It's normal. But I just want to give you some examples because I always say, amen, preparation precedes the blessings of God. There's always got to be some preparation before you receive. For faith without our works is dead. And I love it when people talk to me and they talk about, I've got faith, I believe God, I just believe God's going to do it. But I'm watching them and they're not doing anything. But God's got a way of working us. He wants us to show our faith by our works. And so as I began to study that, I thought about this army in Kings. And he said to them, thus the Lord, the army needed water. How many of y'all got something you need? Amen. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We all got something that we need, something that we want. But he said the army was there and they were thirsty and they needed water. There was no clouds. There was no sign the way they would used to look at it, they looked towards heaven and there was no clouds. And there was no rain. And there was no water. And so they looked and he began to tell them the prophet looked at him. He said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to make this valley full of ditches. You see, it takes faith for a lot of farmers to go out and plow when there's no clouds. There has not been any... I, I. I Why don't you give the farmers a hand praise while you're sitting there? It takes a lot of faith for a farmer to know that it's been dry. We haven't seen rain in several months. But for a farmer to go out and plow and take his last seed and plow the ground and put it in the ground and cover it up and say, Now I'm believing God for rain when they have not seen rain in two to three months. It takes faith. But the Bible said that just shall live by faith. Faith moves mountains. And so he looked and he said, I, I, in 2 King 3.16, he said, And he said, Thus said the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. We must be pacific when God talks to us and tells us to do something. Don't you try God. Let God try you. So he looks at them and he said, I want you to make this valley full of ditches. As I said before, the average person would have looked out, There's no rain, there was no clouds. He would have got his shovel. He would have dug a couple of holes and said, let's see what happens with those two. If God comes through and fills those two, we'll dig more. See, we get that way sometime when we're dealing with God. When God commands us to do something, we won't do exactly what God said, but we'll just try, we'll do a little bit of what God says and expect something to happen. But that's not faith, that's doubt. Can I preach to you? But he looks down and he says, I want you, in 2 King, I want you to make this valley full of ditches. It's like a farmer that goes out and he takes his seeds and he, he can just plant a little as if it rained. But he says, I'm going to plant it all because I'm believing God. And so they go out, and most of us, I can can actually say, most people would have got a shovel, went out there and dug two or three holes and said, let's just see what happens. But that's not our nature because we're the type of people, if we know something's really going to work, we're going to dig all the holes we can. That's our nature. I remember when I was about, I don't know, I had to have been about 11 or 12 years old, and back then, if if a truck or a semi or a train turned over, they didn't have these warehouses where they took the goods and put them back on the shelf and sell them. It's just they would take them and throw them away. And I remember some of my, my, one of my in-laws came and said, look, this train has turned over and all these biscuits and, and cinnamon rolls in the can is just laying on the side of the road. They just letting people get all they want. Well, I jump in the car and he gets me and he gets some more of my brothers because he want all the hands he can get. And we rush out to the train site and we start, we got sacks, we got bags, we got anything we could put them in because we wanted all that we could get. It only even goes back to when I was a kid, and we would go trigger-treating. How many of y'all ever been trigger-treating? I know we say so the devil, but I've been there, okay? And so we, we, we would go home, and we would watch the sophisticated kids. Their moms had money to buy paper socks. And they would get their little socks. They, they would not thinking like the black kid was. Y'all got to hear me. We'd go home, we'd go in the bedroom, we jack the pillow out the pillowcase. I mean, you got to get real. we we expecting to get some candy tonight, and our bags is going to overflow. So we would get those pillowcases, and we'd have one in our hand. We'd have two tied on our belts. Because what y'all don't understand, back then, it wasn't a lot of money to buy candy, so we had to make it count. We had to get enough for the year. And so we would have socks around here, and we'd get socks, and we'd fill them up, and we'd run through an alley somewhere and find a hiding place. Stash that under there and get up and, and take off and go the rest of the way. Then when tomorrow morning comes, we go back and pick up our socks. And we come home and, and that was just all, all cross. Just plenty, plenty, plenty for everybody. Plenty for everybody. And my dad got smart. He started making us sell it. Got bills to pay. Y'all don't need all that candy. And we got smart. Next year, we hid it from him. What goes around comes around. Oh, you 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 got to hear me. But the thing was, he told him to go and make this valley full of ditches. How many people is willing to step out in some faith today and dig a bunch of ditches when you see how they're not going to be filled? You see, it's hard to sow when you don't see how it's going to come back. But we walk by faith and not by sight. And the reason people are not being blessed today because they wants to see how it's going to happen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so he says, I want you to make this valley full of ditches. Just so I can bless you. Because God is a God that it, faith without works is dead. And he wants us to produce something. I, I, I want to see your faith. Put it in action. Don't tell me about it. Show me about it. And so they began to dig the ditches with no clouds, no rain. And the more ditches they dug. See, some folks are not getting enough rain. Because they didn't dig enough ditches. That when the rain did come. You only had a cup full. Hello? Can I preach? You only had a cup full. Oh, the rain came. And you were talking about it's just not enough. How many ditches did you dig? I, I, I did. I got my shovel and I obeyed God and I went out and I got my shovel and I hit that hard dirt and I got that and I said, And it was just enough for me
2: and no one else.
1: How many ditches would you have dug? If you knew God was going to fill them, would you let tiredness stop you from digging more ditches? When we got those cases, I knew that the, 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 the candy was out there. That's why we had them tied on here. folks, look, we look like football players, tag. But we knew the more bags we had, the more candy we was going to get. How many ditches, when God tells you to dig, would you have dug? I, I love what John said. He said, I want you to go and I want you to dig and I want you to make this valley full of ditches. I, I, I want you to make it full because I, I don't want you to have to come back and do this again. See, we keep having to go back to when somebody's not obeying God. But uh, listen to me, the blessings but the preparation always precedes the blessings. So when you believe in God for something, have you made any preparations? I mean, you know, mom and pop is coming to dinner. Somebody ought to get the table set. It bothers me when somebody knows something is going to happen. And when you get there, they just start making preparations. How many of you ever been somewhere? somebody expected you, but they didn't start getting ready till they saw you. Could it have been they didn't know if you was really coming or not?
2: Am I in the right church?
1: It bothers me when I show up. i got Brother Newman with me. He, we, we've been friends for a long time. But the thing is, if he calls me and I said I'm going to be there and I drive up, I've got folks I won't even call because I say, look, I've got enough on my plate. If you can't be ready when I call, it ain't happening. Do you know a lot of doors shut down on you because you're not making preparations for the blessings? Do you not know a person where you can have one or two experiences with somebody that haven't prepared for the blessing that you're about to bring them, and when you get there a couple of times after that, you don't have to worry about it anymore? Preparations always precedes the blessings. Are you with me? He says it like this here. He says, For thus said the Lord, You shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain, yet the valley shall be filled with water that ye may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beast everybody's going to get some of this. Just because of your obedience, you will not see wind, you will not see rain, but it will be filled. There are times, amen, we put God in a box and we say, if he don't come in a cloud, it's not going to happen. Honey, God's got a ram in the bush. All you have to do is believe God and prepare for your blessing and get ready for it. Am I in the right church? Somebody give him a hand praise. When I got with my wife years ago, I said, I'm planning on being old with you. I'm going to get old with you. And I said, what can I do? And it quickened my spirit. It said, get your two rocking chairs. You know how old folks do. I'm going to get it after a while. Work with me on that one. But but anyway, and, and so then we went through some turbulence, and I, and I remember the old chairs got wore out. And, and I got rid of it. And we got us a new long couch. Now, this is it. Now, she can sit down and I can lay down. And she can scratch my head. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. If a man ain't acting right, if you can get his head in your lap, he'll straighten out. Come on, he might not I don't have no hair, but just the feel of them fingernails, it'll work. And so we went through some turbulence in the relationship. And as soon as I walked out the door, I said, I'll fix this. I'll fix this. She got home, the couch was gone, and I done bought me two more recliners. So I can give me another 20 years. Y'all ain't hearing me. I'm talking about preparation precedes the blessing. What do you believe in God for? Because whatever you believe in God, have, have you made any preparation for that that you believe in God for? Or you want it to show up first? Faith without works is dead. I tell whatever you believe in God for, when you leave this building today, you go home. You might not have enough to do everything with, but do something. Am I in the right church? Do something. If you believe in God for healing, I don't know what it is. Whatever it is, make some kind of preparation for it. I'm reminded of the lady that, amen, the children. It was a long time ago. And uh, this one lady worked for this big office. And they, they was having a dinner. And the dinner was at 6 o'clock. And they had invited so many people. But her next-door neighbor had three three or four children. There was no food in the house. Suppers Most people eat at 6 o'clock. They had got to the office. The woman had nothing. So she was stalling for time. She's believing God because the kids said, Mama, what are we going to eat? She said, we'll eat. She didn't know what they was going to eat. She said, but we're going to eat. And so as time went on, she prepared the table. She went ahead and set the table. Now we're looking at about 6.15. I always tell people God might not call, come when you call him, but he's on time. And so she, she went ahead and she'd set the table and there was no forks and spoons on the table. And she literally knew what she was doing. She was stalling. Waiting on God. So after a while, she brings and she puts the forks and stuff on the table. Now all of a sudden when one person used to pray at the table, everybody got a chance to pray. Even the kids got a chance to pray. And now we're at the last prayer. You got to hear me. At the last prayer, the mother was praying, single. And the mother sat down and got ready to pray. And as the mother got ready to pray, the prayer was interrupted. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? Do y'all remember Peter when they thought he was in prison and they was in there praying for him and their prayers was interrupted because there was a... Knock at the door. It was Peter had got released and and they could not even believe it. Let me tell you something. God will interrupt your prayers with your blessing because she had already made preparations. And when the door opened, the lady said she was on her way home and she knew, she said, we can't eat all this food because they had a small group come and there was lots of leftovers and she was taking them to her house. And as she walked by this woman's house, she thought about this woman and her kids and stopped off and knocked at the door. And guess who got their dinner that night? The woman that had made preparations. Preparations precedes your blessing. Do you believe God? I'm reminded of the house that I bought in Liberal. Me and my wife, I had a shop, and I said, we can buy a house or a shop. The house I went to get, they had already, they wouldn't sell it to me for some reason. I don't know what it was, but we knew what it was. When we, in our hearts, we knew something wasn't right. But anyway, I was going down the highway, and I was listening to a guy named Robert Tilton. Robert Tilton was a church. He was trying to get it one time, and um, he didn't get it, but he got something better. And I remember I heard that part. He said, if you don't get what you believe in God for, God's got something better. I was on my way back from Amarillo, Texas, and uh, I stopped the truck on the highway and done the jitty-boog. I mean I had to I had to break it down. James Brown didn't have nothing on me that day. I mean I hit the splits and came up, got up, and the people driving down, looking back, got back in the truck, got home, called my wife. I said, Honey, God's got something better. She said, What you talking about? I said, Oh yeah, yeah, the house. We're gonna get a better house. They had an auction. I went to the auction. I said, well, she said, How much you gonna bid? I said, well, to do sixty three thousand? Now you gotta understand, I'm broke now. <laughs> but sixty three, I'm just saying. Well, sixty three came to my mind. I said, well, I do sixty three thousand. I mean, I'm broke. Why not call out a number? So we get to the big auction. All the rich folks there. I hadn't even changed clothes. I'm dirty. Me and my wife walking, and I'm trying to find a place to sit. There was two chairs right in front of the auctioneer. I said, Look at that God didn't give us front row seats. Oh, you got to hear me. I got the newspaper, and, and, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you the rest. And I sit down, and they started a bid. Who'll give me forty thousand? Blah 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 blah. Somebody said they got to $50,000. something thousand. Who'll give me fifty seven? Fifty seven. I said, Well, I, my number's coming up. I better get in here if I'm gonna get a bid in. They said sixty sixty some sixty some sixty some sixty some sixty some. Nobody bid it. They said so, and this way my face looked. I done done all I can do now. It's your turn, Lord. I got a newspaper. One day I'll show it to you. I get up out the sale. Now you gotta understand something. You gotta hear me. Before the auction had took place, we got a chance to walk through this house. Me and my wife. Everybody walked through the house. There was some furniture. They were selling off all the furniture. And 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 we came to the middle room, and it was an like an antique. It wasn't antique, but it looked old enough to be an antique. And they wanted fifty dollars for the bed. I bought the bed. When I bought the bed, we was next to the last bedroom, and then everybody went out the door. I leave the bed there. I left the bed in the middle room. They locked the door. I got a $50 bed, and I can't get to it. But they don't know Jimmy Holman. So said, I said, well, can I go look at that house? I looked at it a while, come back out. and Then after the oxygen they say, so you got the house. Well, the thing is, I didn't have no money. The old lady walked up and said, you got that house. I said, I'm thinking, God, you better come on. They say, I got it. It's your turn. I get to my finance people. They said, we can't do it. My wife looked at me. She said, why don't you call some of your rich friends? (laughs) You got to hear me. So I told the lady, I said, well, can can we get the keys and go over there and look at it now? She said, sure. So I got the keys and I called all my friends. I said, y'all come look at this house I done bought. I got keys. I said, well, if it's my house, I ought to have some keys. I went and made some keys off of theirs. Now I got to sit. I can look at it when I get ready. My wife said, you're going to get in trouble. I said, for what? It's my house. I'm showing everybody this house. Going there looking at my bed. Got down to the bottom line. They say, I'm sorry. You've got a. Uh, no, they said we need to get that loan process. Well, the lady was doing my loan, did not want me to have the loan because they was the bidders before me. It was a foreclosure. There was like $70,000 equity in the house. If it, if I had missed it, they would have got it and made profit. God got a ram in the bush. God know my heart. It was faith. I stepped out in faith. He won't let you sink. Call me up. Went to see my CPS, is there anything you can do to get any paperwork on my, my business? No. Just so happened, there was a Christian man. He said, you Jimmy Holman? Well, you know, I ain't always live safe, so I was kind of slow to answer. <laughs> you know, I had some folks looking for me still. <laughs> I said, who want to know? He said, well, I know you. I, you. I know you real well. I've heard a lot about you. You're a hardworking man. I said, okay, let's talk. He said, "I'll tell you what I'll do." Now you got to understand this. i never met this man. He said, "I'll give you the money, fifty-seven thousand dollars. I'll give you the money." I called the company and told him I had the money. But before, prior to this, I told him, "I said I got two thousand dollars. I give you. Give me two days to get the money." He said, "We can't do that." So this guy offered me fifty-seven thousand dollars, no receipts. CPA, lawyer. I call the folks. They say, it's too late. I tell him, I say, hey, guy. They tell me it's too late. Two, two or three days later, they call me and say, I got an apology. I got a long letter. The house was, I got the house financed without his money, with the $2,000 I tried to give him. I was broke when I went into the house. My wife said, let's just get the house. And uh, we can just keep the old furniture we got. All right. I was broke when I went into the house. I had a friend of mine was a great roofer. I just got insurance on the house. It held and totaled out the whole roof. He said, Jim, we can do that ourselves. So through the whole deal, I collected. And it was like a year before we decided to fix the house. And it was like two days and we fixed the house. And two days after we fixed the house... I put sixty, I put sixty three hundred dollars in my pocket, and two days after I did that, it held the same way again. So I put another sixty three hundred dollars in my pocket, and I went down and bought all new furniture, got me a lawnmower, mower, weed eater, a blower, and, and 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 get this, struggling to get that house, and in two years, prior to getting getting that same house, right in that two years, I bought twenty one houses. No, 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 no. You're not getting this. 21 houses, and I was broke. How did you do that? Because my name went out, and folks said, I'm tired of these. They already rented out. I know you're trustworthy. Would you just take them over and you can just pay me? Prior to that, after that happened, they took me under a drug investigation. I said, Lord, what is you doing? Because here I am, you don't get that many houses overnight. You got to be doing something crooked. I said, Lord, you done set me up. Now what? Listen to me. All of that started because when I wanted that house, I bought the bed. That's my house. Faith without works is dead. I don't care who saw me. God saw me. Preparation always precedes the blessing. But what stops you from making preparations? is because you look out and see what's going on and you refuse to do anything. You just want to believe God and stop your works. Faith without works is dead. Most Christians, when they see a storm come, they freeze. God is the same today and yesterday and forevermore. And he changed not. Stay with me. Stay with me. I looked here and the Bible says when the woman that had the vessel in 2 Kings 4 and 3, then she said, go borrow the vessels aboard of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Don't go out when God tells you to get ready for a blessing and just borrow a few vessels. I ran out of gas. And the guy said, well, I got a truck out there and you, and I don't drive it no more. And it's got a full tank. I was about 16 years old. He said, you can keep all you get out of there. I pull, you know how some of y'all always had money. Anybody know where I'm coming from? Anybody? And it was running over. I said, get, get, get something else, get something else, man. You know, cause me and my brothers had to ride around. So one, he went and got a, we had one gas can, then he found an old wash tub. What else? He come in with a bleach bottle. I said, what else you got? There's a pop, get the pop bottles, get, get any vessel you can find, cause I want all of this. See, when you know God is going to pour out the blessing. Anybody ever had a pipe bus? And to keep it from getting on the floor, you you grab a pot, then you grab this. You, you you didn't care what it was, long as it had long as it could hold something. Long as it could hold something, it could be in a box, if it a hold it, did it. Anything that can hold and contain what I'm about to get. When God is, when you're getting ready for a blessing, you must make preparations. And so he looked. He said, "I want you to go get all the vessels you can get, and bar not a few." See, god got to be pacific with us. He know how he is. Don't, don't run out there and get two jobs. Come on, stop thinking like that. We think like that. When God says he's going to bless you, we had this small mentality. We want to go get, you know, we want to be courteous. But well, don't be greedy. Get a little more. Honey, y'all can quit acting like that. God see you. Come on, stop faking. If God say He's going to make you a millionaire, get your bigger bill for. Get three or four of them. Keep your vision. If you believe in God for, for for finances, believe it, I'm gonna buy a house too. Stop being small minded. He looked and, and 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 I remember I was with Rod Parsley. I, I went up with uh Mike Perkin and, and Brother Lightning, we'd all went down to Columbus to be with Parsley, and uh, and 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 me and my wife had, was struggling, and uh, I was sitting there, and uh, they were getting ready to lift an offering, and I an old enemy, said, well, I didn't draw this for, I, I I can't give like that, you know, I, I got to have gas money to get back. So he said, put a thousand dollars in the plate. Man, I don't put a thousand dollars in my own plate. Charity begins at the household of faith. So I said, Well, I'm going to talk to my wife. Maybe she ain't spiritual today. <laughs> I said, Why did God tell you what to put it in? She said, Yeah, he said, Put a thousand. I was looking for somebody else to confirm this with. Put a thousand dollars in the plate. Business was struggling. No, no, no. You don't do that when you're already struggling. You're trying to make the pennies match. I got back home, the struggle was over. I looked at my wife, folks was coming in. Please listen to me. I had an old Chevy Love truck I was trying to sell for $800. People just drive by it. Spirit said, mark it up. I went and put $1,400 on the windshield and it went probably 10 minutes later, somebody said, is that all you want for that truck? I said, yeah. He said, I want that. Y'all don't, y'all don't hear me. You don't hear me. L- listen to me. Listen to me. I took a building. You better get this. I bought a building a few months ago, probably about a year ago. I bought a building. And one of the things I don't hear, if I come to you about a deal and you say no, I didn't hear you say no. I heard you say not right now. Believe me. Because that keeps me coming back. Yeah, yeah, my wife would like that. she said, I don't want you. I heard her say not right now. And I was down there, and I, hey, how'd you, what you doing today? 40 years later, I still got him. I bought a building, and the neighbor wanted a building, and the other neighbor wanted a building, and the building was in the middle, and they both needed it better than I needed it. And so we, they called the man, and the man said, um, no, it's not for sale. He told the guy it's not for sale. He told me it's not for sale. So I started, I said, well, I'll put him down for every three weeks to make a call. That's what I do. Every three weeks, I'd call him. It went on for about two months. Call him again. He said, you know, we're really thinking about selling that building. That's okay. Okay. About two, three days later, he comes and said, we want 80,000 for it." I said, okay, okay, okay. I'll take it. And I told my wife, you, y- y- y'all better get a hold of God. <laughs> you, you better get you better get a hold to your God. I'm telling you, I'm a spoiled child you better get hold of your God. You can't tell me your father made millions and you can't get a little bit of it. I called him and I said, I'll take it. So I went to the neighbor. I said, you want to buy this building? He said, Holman, I'm not giving you no $100,000 for that building. You only gave 80. I said, okay. I told him, I said, every time they turn me down, I'm going to go up 10,000. I left the boot store. I went over to the bakery next door. I said, hey. You know this building? I said, I'll take 120 for it. Old oh, man, come on, work with me, guy. I'll give you 110. Work with me. Mm-mm. True story. I didn't say nothing. My wife said, now what you're going to do? I said, it's 130. I got up. I went to church Sunday. And Sunday evening, we happened to drive by the building. There was a Vietnamese lady there. She said, "How how much for to be a I said 130000 She said, I give you 125 I said, nope, tomorrow it's going to be 140. I went home that night. Who is this at this door this time of night? I want a building. I give you one thirty. I sold that building for $130,000 in less than four months. I made over $50,000. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, you got to know your God. The enemy wants us to be trapped by distractions. When Peter walked on water, he was distracted. Uh, Anything to distract you. Look. So he said, Barlow, look at here. Behold. He says it like this. Are y'all with me? Stay with me. I'm going to finish up here.
2: Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. He says,
1: And when thou art come into the thou, thou shalt shut the door upon, all the, upon the sons, and thou shalt pour out into all the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. Watch this. No healing until the leopard had dipped seven times. No healing until. Make preparations for what God wants to do for you. No healing until I had dipped seven times. Preparation always precedes the blessings. So ask yourself again, what is it that you believe in God for? Did you make preparations for that that you're believing God for? Are you scared? For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Make preparations. Make preparations. They always precede the blessings. Anybody with me? Right now, folks, not, they, they're not willing to make preparations because they can't see how it's going to happen. How it's going to happen. My wife took me on my first vacation. I was a workaholic, and I don't take vacations. And she got to hand this message about Jesus. And I come home one day. And my clothes is already in the car. I'm I'm serious. My clothes is already in the car. And I said, I'm not going nowhere. Where we're going, well, y'all better be careful. I love my family too much to sit them down that road. Now, this I get in the back seat. I'm not driving. I get in the back seat. They just have this can be. I'm sitting in the back seat like this. Now all of a sudden I'm getting sick. I'm, I'm really getting sick. I'm getting, I'm heading to Colorado Springs. My stomach is all to, I'm sick. We get down by, we get to Del Hart. We're going the wrong way anyway. We get to Del Hart and I got a brother living in Del Hart. And I said, well, let's stop by and see my brother. She said, no, I know you. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Oh God. We get down by Clayton, New Mexico. It's raining and it's storming. I said, let me drive. I drive Look, this is how we went. I had no maps, no direction, no questions. We drove all the way to Raton to go to. Are you feeling me? Anybody ever been to Colorado Springs? Do you know where Raton is? I'm about, I don't know, 100 and something miles out of the way, probably 200. And I'm sick and driving. Do you know when we we finally got to Colorado Springs, I had a great time, and now we know how to take trips. But she made preparations for what she would believe in God for. I don't care how small. You say, but I don't have $100,000 to invest. Do you have anything to invest? Do you have any, what do you have in your house? Do you got anything? Some folks say, I ain't got this. I said, what do you got? Well, I, I, I got this. When I, you got to get this. My wife, when I, we got married, I did not have money to buy rings. I said, but you got to do what God say. Let's get it right. My mother gave me a ring. You can use this. I said, I can't have it. She said, oh, no, baby. <laughs> I said, well, this will help get us through the fire. Let me tell you how good God is. I got married. I bought an old car for $200. I had to clean it up. I went in the trunk of the car. Until this day, I was cleaning out the trunk, and you see that ring right there? There was three rings I found in that car. One fit my finger, one fit her finger, and the other, it was a diamond ring, and I give it to my brother. We've got many of diamonds, but there's only one ring we still wear. We've been together 40 years. Now It's getting real thin, but it's still there. Let me encourage you today. Whatever it is, if it's marriage, if it's a track, if it's believing God for your husband to come back, if it's believing for healing, do something. I drove clean. To, I'm gonna get you out. I drove clean to Lincoln, Nebraska. I had just got back from Kansas City. Six o'clock. Walked in my office, and my wife said, "Tommy White is sick. They expected him to die." As I walked into the office, I just got in from Kansas City, and my spirit said, go see him now. I said, honey, I'm on my way to Lincoln, uh, Omaha. Never been to Omaha. Got in my car, headed for Omaha. Got there about 2 in the morning. Walked into the hospital room. Nobody there. He's in the bed. Obedience. Tommy White. So, lost to sing to him. I knew that would get him up. It didn't nothing else get him up, just to get away from that sound. I sang about two or three songs. Yeah, it's about eight and half, eight and a half hour drive. I sang two or three songs. He said, "Now, I want you to pray for him." When I got there, I went directly to the hospital with no directions. I laid hands upon him. I prayed for him. We sang two more songs. I said, "I got to go, buddy." I turned my car back around. I got home. I got home phone rang. I hear this this voice crying. I knew it was his wife and she was weeping and crying.
2: And she says, Jimmy, Jimmy, Tom is getting out of the hospital today.
1: Till this day, I preached at a church in Oklahoma with, what's that? Warren Buffett. That was the church I was there preaching at. And they called me back, and we had one of the biggest revivals ever. Blessings come after preparation. You don't have to tell nobody. You don't have to tell nobody. You can set something up, and he'll never know what's going on. Because I'm 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 setting I'm putting this thing in motion. My wife said, Oh, we got two new chairs. I said, yeah, ain't they nice? I ain't told her nothing. You don't know, she she got 20 more years. (laughs) She just sit down. Ooh, they feel good, too. I said, that's good. (laughs) Get used to it. Preparation always precedes blessings. I want you to stand to your feet. We We got just a little time. Got just a little time, though, How much time I got? Am I out? Praise the Lord. Oh, buddy. Somebody bring me a pillow. I know without a shadow of a doubt. I'm gonna stand in the gap with you real quickly. Because this stuff really works. I'm I just sniggle and not that I'm somebody, but I just wow, it works. If I can get you to do this today. Whatever that you believe in God for, I want you to go back home and make preparations. I've seen folks get raises. I've seen them get promotions. Yeah. One guy wanted a promotion. He started dressing like he was there. Nobody knew what was going on. They looked at him. He had that voice that he needed to be there. He was carrying himself like he was there. And because they saw he saw himself as a boss, so did they. Not a grasshopper. Are you with me? Come on. Are you ready? Quickly, I'm going to touch and agree that you'll take the strength and make your preparations and don't let fear get in. Amen? Bow your heads with me. While your heads about, I'm going to ask you to come forth real quickly, those that want me to touch and agree with you, so things can happen. At the count of three, one, two, three, come quickly. We're not going to string it out long. I'm just going to touch and agree with you. I, I, sometime I'm just I'm beside myself at what God does because he said not many wise men will call. He chose the foolish to confound the wise, the weak, to bring down the strong. God want to do something so you'll know it was God because all he really wants is the glory. All he wants is the glory. He just wants you to know that it was him and he gets the glory. Amen. Before before I lay my hands upon you. I'm just going to lay hands upon you. But before I lay my hands upon you, I want you to I want to get in agreement that that you believe in God for and make sure it's a godly thing. Cuz I speak right now, if it's not of God, I curse it right now in Jesus name. Amen? All right. As I lay hands upon you, just say, yes, Lord, I'm in agreement. Are you ready?
2: In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus' It's happening in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in the name. Yes. <laughs>
1: Jesus, Come on, somebody give the Lord a great victory and
2: praise. Let me say this.
1: When you go to make preparations, always remember the enemy is going to be there to hinder you from making preparations. Have you ever had something you had to get prepared for and then the phone start ringing and emergencies show up and now you're just so frustrated that 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 you was going to make preparation for winds up getting halfway done? Instead of making the valley full of ditches, you would have had just a few said that's good enough that don't work with God obedience
2: is better than sacrifice if God say fill it up fill it up Malachi says try the Lord prove me do what he says and see don't he do what he says do not be distracted I let it get away.
1: God is working, okay? Make preparations. Give the Lord a great big hand, of praise. I'm excited. I want to hear testimonies from those that go and make preparations. Now, make your preparations. But don't put God on the time. He might not come when you call, but he's right on time. Are you with me? You go go fill up the valley with ditches. And wait on God. Amen. Somebody say, wait on God. Be still and know that he is God. How I'm going to know he's God? When I be still Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would not knew he was a god of fire except they stood. You can stand to your feet. I'm going to turn this service back over to somebody.
0: Amen. Let's let's give him another another round of applause. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, um in preparation for your being here today. Um, Pastor Eric has already led the congregation into a special offering. So beforehand. And so seed has already been placed in the ground, you know, and some have given testimony of what God has already done. But for those that have maybe been wondering, you know, where's my harvest? Where's my harvest? You heard today, make some preparation, make some preparation. So, so, God, we just give you praise and glory, Lord, that you are so interested in us receiving that you have sent someone all the way from liberal Kansas to minister to us this word today. And so, Father God, I set myself in agreement, Lord, with each and every one. And, Lord, we believe we receive. Father God, just as has already been ministered, God, we thank you and praise you, Father, for those steps of preparation that you're going to drop into their hearts uh, by your Holy Spirit of exactly what they can do. Little things, big things, whatever it is. And God, we thank you, God, for what you're going to do. There's a, I don't know what preacher it is. I guess I just don't watch enough of them anymore. But they would say, get ready, get ready, get ready. And and that's it. Get ready. So be blessed today. Um, if you do need more prayer, the prayer teams will be over on the side. Um, God is good. Take this message with you. In Jesus' name.